Welcome to the Wanting It More podcast. I am your host, Janet Denton-Howes, and it's an absolute delight to have you here. I'm a marriage and intimacy educator, as well as a creator of the Wanting It More program, which has helped thousands of women who are married to men want and enjoy it more in the bedroom. You know, having low desire was something that I personally struggled with for years in my marriage, so I absolutely get it all. You are not alone. Just a heads up, I use all the words in this podcast, so if you've got little ears around or you're in public setting, you may want to pop in some earbuds. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Wanting It More podcast. I am Jana. And honestly, I know this isn't a big milestone, but I've been doing this 38 times. I had 38 episodes. Isn't it incredible when you just start something and then you just continue to do it, how it will build up? And at one point, I'm going to have 100 episodes and then hopefully 200 and 300 and just keep on going for as long as it feels like a good fit for me. So if you've been listening since the beginning, thank you for your support. It means so much to me. If you're a new listener, thank you for being here. This has been such a joy to do. And I've been wanting to start a podcast again, because some of you may know I had one a long time ago. And, uh, you know, life is busy. And there's a lot that goes into building and maintaining this business that I run. So it always kind of went back to the back burner and I'm just so happy that I decided to go for it. I'm just really enjoying this process. That's what I'm trying to do more and more is just lean into who I am as a person. And I feel like that's where the magic really happens. And there are some things that I don't do very well, like social media. Um, I try, I want to, but you know, it's very extroverted behavior for me and I'm an introvert. So it's just really such a joy to have found something that fits with my personality and has enough variety that I get to talk to um, other women. I get to talk to my husband. I taught it, get to do solo episodes like this one. And I'm going to be having some more guest experts on it. Just oh, so good. So I'm feeling a tremendous amount of gratitude right now to myself um, for doing this and having the guts to just make it happen in the midst of the craziness of life. And I'm grateful for you for showing up and listening and sending me your thoughts, uh, sending me emails. I love hearing from you. Excuse me. I'm still getting over this sickness. Uh, Yeah, I love hearing from you. So whether that's a DM on Instagram, I do watch those myself and reply myself and uh, or if it's an email it's such a joy to hear from you okay well let's get into this topic today which is about attraction to your partner and I feel like it's taken me a while to do an episode like this because I feel like my thoughts are a little bit controversial or different. And um, I don't want to be misunderstood and all of that. But hey, that's where the, the beauty comes is when we're honest about our point of view. And it's just one point of view. There's many in the world. And it also comes from my own experiences in life, which is what I like to uh, bring. I like to bring my own vulnerability and openness and curiosity. So what Jana believes about this today is is probably going to be different than what Jana believes in a couple of years. I hope so. I hope my ideas and thoughts are constantly evolving. 
So here's what I have experienced and also what I've heard other women tell me when it comes to attraction. It can kind of go either either way when women feel fearful about attraction or there's angst about it with their partners. So on the one hand, there can be this worry that um, I love my husband and I'm very attracted to him. I, he's very handsome, good looking, and I also don't want to have sex with him. I don't feel desire. That can feel really scary because, well, I'll get into why. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to have to just clear my throat this whole episode. I'll try to drink some more water. One second. I'll pause. I'll come back. Okay, I'm back. I didn't have to say that. I could have just edited it out, but I'm keeping it real today. So there's that fear. Oh my gosh, I'm attracted to my husband, but there's no desire. And it's propelled by something, which I'll talk about in a second. And then there's this other fear, which is I'm not attracted to my husband. And therefore, what am I going to do now? Um, that And also, that is the reason why I don't want to have sex with him. And there's not much you can do about that. And, and some panic can set in. And what I really want to do with this episode is to bring a lot of relief to this situation. Um, there's nothing worse than having this secret fear inside of you and feel like you can't talk to anybody about it, feel shame, because either way, if you're attracted to your husband but don't feel like having sex with him, then there's shame. If you have a husband but you're not attracted to him, there's shame. And what happens with shame is that it goes underground, it becomes secret, and um, culturally, either one of those is not appropriate to talk about, unfortunately, and uh, who you're going to tell. So, yeah, it, it just becomes a lot of panic and worry. And uh, I experienced some of that in my relationship. Why is this happening? Well, because of freaking culture, <laughs> culture. It, attraction has been so blown out of proportion in our culture and it is the plot line for every single romantic sex scene thing on TV where you're, the woman's at a bar. I don't know why always a bar. And the guy walks in and she can't take her eyes off of him. And she's getting all lusty and hot and, you know, his six pack abs and whatever, the bulge in his pants. I just ridiculous. Who is attracted to that? I don't know. Well, then that's what we're immersed in. So we think we equate having a good sex life and having that desire as attraction. Attraction is a necessary component for that to happen. So if it's not there and you don't feel attracted, there's something wrong. Oh, sorry. If you're if it is there and you don't feel like desire, then there's something wrong. And if you have a relationship and the attraction isn't there, then there's something wrong. Oy, oy, oy. Uh, and, and furthermore, when you see people actually having sex in sex scenes or the illusion of it, and when the camera pans away, but you know what's happening, they're always uh, thin, fit, very classically looking, good looking. So they have a symmetrical face. They have the the curves, if it's a woman, but just the right type of curves for the culture in that day and age. And the man is usually 
buff, but not too buff, uh, taller than the woman. It's very, very narrow. We all know what we're looking for. Well, there's a very small percentage of the population that is going to look like that. Also, bodies change. Bodies gain weight and lose weight. Bodies get wrinkles. Bodies um, become paralyzed. Bodies lose limbs. Uh, Bodies gray. Bodies lose hair and become bald. Bodies go through health conditions and uh, bloating and swelling and just all sorts of changes that bodies go through. And I think because the sort of Hollywood is very obsessed with that first year of a relationship way before a marriage is happening. And in that first year, that's when uh, you typically look the most youthful and um, you aren't dealing with life. And uh, yeah, they're also actors too. It's not real life. But unfortunately, that's the only example we're seeing. And I have been scouring Netflix recently to try to find some better depictions of real life. And I've I found a few, but nothing I'm ready to wholeheartedly recommend. Unfortunately, there's still that component of newness, 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 even though they are representing more diverse bodies. Um, and there's still that sort of breakups and, and cheating and all sorts of stuff that's going on that's going to keep that um, intensity and dopamine fix um, that we are looking for when we're looking at entertainment. Okay, so let's look at these two scenarios and I'll share my really honest opinion. Okay, so let's look at the one where you're very attracted to your husband. He's classically good looking, fit, I don't know what it is, when women tell me that they're attracted to their husband and he's really hot. I don't really know exactly what they're saying, but that's what I'm guessing. And then, uh, okay, now I don't feel desire, then there's something wrong with me. Well, I don't think the two are actually connected, even though culture says it is. Okay, certainly we are biologically programmed to enjoy a certain type of body, right? Like I said, symmetry um, will show good genes or uh, wider hips, good childbearing body. I don't know. Um, But there is sort of research that's done that we are attracted to certain types, right? People have big head of hair. I think it's connected to the health of a body, which we know you know, it's it's all sorts of patriarchy and white supremacy and all sorts of stuff that is wrapped up in that as well in culture and media. But um, that is uh, totally normal and okay if you're if you your husband's um, body is physically pleasing to the eyes um, because there's so much else that goes into desire, and I think that the the sort of attraction and um, enjoyment of sex, I think there's actually very little correlation. You know, because have you ever had the experience where there is somebody in your life who does look very good looking and then you start to get to know them and you talk to them and you maybe develop a little bit of relationship with them and they're not kind and they um maybe are really unrefined i don't know what it is but you're you're just not vibing with them 
they start to change. They don't look as attractive as they once were. Same thing can happen in your relationship. You can be physically attracted to your partner in different times of your relationship. So sometimes when you're just feeling a lot more connected and close and like a team, they can seem a lot more attractive to you. And this is because, again, I think the actual physical sense of what you're seeing in front of you going through your eyeballs and into your brain and you interpreting that is very little to do with um, that feeling of a connectedness and closeness and love. And even then, that is a very small percentage of um, enjoying a sexual experience with your partner. Because as you probably know, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, it is a choice. Uh, unfortunately, what we have been told is that it's about arousal and arousal is often linked to external things, right? So you watch a hot thing on on TV and then you get the tingly sensations and then you're aroused and your body is saying this is sexually relevant and then, okay, now it's sexy time. Or you you are attracted to your partner in some sense of the words, but it's still an external thing. And then now, okay, the arousal is taking place and now the desire is there and now it's all good. What if there was a different model like I covered in two episodes ago where I was sharing uh, uh, presentation that I gave to a bunch of men explaining female desire, where I shared a new model that I've developed. I need a word. I need a name for it. Uh, let's call it the safety model, because I love safety, where you have an uh, environment of safety, which is full of boundaries and consent and all of that stuff communication that happens before the sexual experience. And then the second step is choice. I want to do this. I want to explore what pleasure and connection could look like in this moment with my partner right now in this moment, making sure that safety is in place, of course. It's not waiting for anything external to happen. It's actually something that you can cultivate within that container. Then you go into exploring and then you go into reflection. So if you feel attracted, if you are attracted to your partner, but you don't want to have sex with him or you're not feeling desire, there's nothing wrong with you. You are not broken. You are super duper normal. There are so many women that tell me this. Um, If this was the case, then every woman that I saw in wanting it more would have a ugly husband or uh, whatever, you know, whatever you want to define that as. It's not the case. (laughs) It is just not. Very, very attractive people are part of my world and are part of um, the people I support. In fact, a long time ago, um, before I did Wanting It More, I was actually... um, invited to do a, a bit of a workshop. I was wor- I was a marriage coach at the time, but I was just working with couples and I was just starting to transition into this specialty. And we went on a retreat and we were sitting around one night just having that sort of really relaxed, open conversation about sex. It sometimes happens, very rarely. And we were just kind of going around the room talking a little bit. And there was a woman there who was a, 
a bigger woman who had gray hair, was older, and she was talking about her and her husband had sex on Tuesdays. And it was a really important part of their marriage. And it just like her face lit up and it just seemed like it was such a great, um, you know, important aspect of her life. One would have looked around the room and not pinpointed her as having a great sex life again because of what culture tells us. You've got to be really thin and fit and young and vibrant and have that big, luxurious head of hair. I don't know. And then there was another woman in there who was classically beautiful, thin, um, very just, yeah, just very beautiful. And she was sharing that her and her partner were really struggling in the bedroom and they just were not connecting. And it had been kind of months since they last had an intimate experience. And you could tell that everyone in the room was a little bit surprised. Like it was just like suddenly um, the cultural narrative was getting challenged. And I think that is incredibly important for us to do. Okay, so let's, the other scenario is that, um, you know, I'm in a relationship and I do not feel attracted to my partner. And that can feel so scary, again, because of the narrative that you need to feel the attraction in order to feel the desire and then in order to have a good sex life and to enjoy yourself. That is something that I struggled with a lot in my relationship. And I feel nervous actually being very open about this because I shared this in one of my free classes. And if you've ever taken one of those live before, we have thousands of women register for them and and hundreds who attend live. And so there's just a lot of people there who can have a lot of opinions. And one person had a very strong opinion about me sharing that and sort of rained me out a little bit. I can't remember if it was in a feedback form or an email, but it was definitely one that made me pause and think. And she was really upset that I had shared that I wasn't very attracted to my husband and I had connected it to his fluctuating weight. And then sometimes I'm more attracted and sometimes not. And she was really appalled that I had shared that. And it did give me pause and I really thought, okay, well, you know, I I guess because it's connected to weight and um, maybe I shouldn't be sharing that, but it is my truth and it has never affected my sexual relationship. Actually, my husband has gone through big fluctuations in body and um, like 100 pounds at a time sort of deal. And he's been very thin two times in our relationship. And I would say, visually speaking, I was way more attracted to him then. And we weren't having any sex. (laughs) Um, Very little touch. Um, I think that was around the time where we went like a year of not having anything at all. We did, we had two periods like that versus now where I'd say he's at his highest weight and I'm less attracted to him. And also, um, we have a great sex life, very intimate, very safe, very pleasurable. Um, and I'm attracted to him in different ways. So yeah, I just, I think it's just so important to just bring some like, some airtime to this. No one's talking about it. No one's going to come out and say in conversation, yeah, I'm just not feeling super attracted to my husband right now because it's connected to all sorts of fears and insecurities and 
um, rejection and all of that stuff because we live in a culture that says you must be attracted to your partner. That is a necessary ingredient. And I'm really starting to question that. Is it really? That has not been my experience and it is not what I'm observing in couples. That's not what I'm seeing. And I have a lot of time and uh, and opportunities to observe this because I have the absolute privilege of working with so many women um, in, in a larger group. So I get to hear a lot of their stories. Now, okay, like, so we've covered this. It's okay. It's okay if you are not attracted to your husband. Bodies change. We are like, it's okay. It, there, An attraction is a, a way a bigger range of things. And like those things I was talking about, like being connected, being a team, being kind to one another. John and I um, sat in bed this morning and I was talking to him about this episode and what I wanted to share with you today. And we got to talking about when we feel the most attracted to each other. And actually just yesterday, he texted me some stuff about work. He's having a hard time. And um, he had just sort of said something flippant, like, you know, um, I'll just go start my own company. Now, if you're part of his company and you're listening, he's not serious about this. Okay. We just, you're definitely not going to listen. Now I'm all worried, but, <laughs> um, it's hard, you know, work is hard and relationships are difficult in and out of the bedroom and in and out of the workplace and in and out of friendships and family. Um, but in that moment, I just felt like my role as a partner wasn't to say, oh, to start your own business is really hard and difficult. And do we have the capital for that? No, my role as a partner in that moment was to say, let's do it. Yes. And we both knew that I was joking, but he said in that moment, that's when he felt the most attracted to me. And it was because it was connected to feeling a hundred percent supported by me. I was just showing up fully as his partner. And then I was sharing with him in a more, I mean, there's other things that he does in terms of support and all that. But for me, in a more of a physical sense, I am the most attracted to him when we're laying in bed and he's rubbing my back in a certain way. And the feeling is safety and protection and closeness and strength. I can feel his masculine energy, his very large hands and the way he holds me is like there's that strength and then there's that caring. So it's that combination for me of that strong um, pillar in my life and then that tender, soft, caring. I love it. It's probably why I think paramedics are just the the, the sexiest thing ever. (laughs) You know, some people are thinking like, firemen. I'm like, no, paramedics, that's it. So... Uh, now I've just shared a very vulnerable thing with you and I'm regretting my life's decisions, but I will proceed here with vulnerability. And, uh, yeah, so attraction can come in so many different ways. Um, so if you're feeling nervous that, oh gosh, I'm not attracted and what, what does that mean about my relationship? What does that mean about me? Like, am I a horrible person? No, you're not a horrible person. 
We have preferences, just like you would have a preference when you look at anything else, say a tree or a flower or a mug of tea. Um, you have preferences and same thing, you have preferences and bodies change and there's nothing shameful about that and you're not faulted for that in your life. It's okay. Also, it's okay if you find other people attractive. It's ridiculous for us to just pretend like this doesn't happen. There is symmetry, there is design, there is beauty in all of nature's forms and human beings are just another nature form in the world. And so, yeah, like I absolutely find other men attractive. I I really sometimes quite delight in their attractiveness. Does that mean that I'm not in love with my husband or I want to cheat on him or that I'm a bad person? Absolutely not. No way. Um, I also find women attractive too. Sometimes I'll see a woman, especially I'm very attracted to um, women who dress really well, very attracted to good fashion sense in women. And maybe that's because I aspire to have good fashion sense, but I don't feel like I have good fashion sense at all. Um, But there's this like yeah, women. I'm also very attracted to women who look a little bit more masculine as well. Um, so they're kind of in that border. Does that mean that I'm bisexual? I don't think so. I've never had those feelings. I mean, I think we just get so freaked out about all this stuff when really it's just normal and natural to have all these ranges, range of feelings and interests and, um, you know, particular Uh, things that we like. Yeah. So I think I will end that episode here. I I hope that this has maybe broadened your perspective, brought you some, uh, maybe some relief. That's really what I was hoping that this episode would bring and to know that you're not alone, that you're normal, that this is natural. And um, whether you're super attracted to your husband or you're not attracted at all, I just don't think they're linked to what this podcast is all about, which is wanting and enjoying sex more. Um, You have a body and your body has five senses and your five senses can feel slightly more positive than neutral. And a great sexual experience is simply about exploring those five senses in a safe environment with your partner, with lots of communication and talking and bringing who you each are. You know, there are a few things I want to say. I didn't write an outline for this podcast, so I'm just going off the top of my head. So two things came up. I'm going to keep my two fingers up here so I don't forget. There's two things I want to talk about. One of them is that that you can be attracted to different body parts of your your husband. So you may not be attracted totally to the whole package. That's okay. There may be parts of your husband's body that you just really delight in. For me, I, as you know, I say it all the time, I really love my husband's hands. I love his forearms. I love his shoulders. I love his calves. This man has nice calves. Um, I love his knees and his thighs. So I, I kind of like his extremities. I'm not super attracted to the middle portion. It's okay. It's fine. Um, I'm not attracted to his whole face, but there's aspects of his face that I find very enjoyable. And yeah, that that's okay. Um, we can have that. So yeah, when, when you're in the sexual experience, that way you, that's what you can hone in on and you can really explore those parts of his body, which may be connected to the feeling you have. Like I mentioned before, I love that sort of masculine and also caring 
um, aspect of my husband, I find that very attractive, which would make sense that I'm very attracted to his hands. His hands are very strong and large and also very caring and gentle. I don't know about his calves. We'll explore that another day. The other thing I wanted to mention before we close today is that making requests around your partner's grooming habits and clothing choices, that's okay. And um, I happen to be very sensitive to to my world, since I'm a highly sensitive person, very sensitive to my senses, including sight. And so I ask my husband to cut his hair a certain way and frequently, and he's okay with that. It's not harming him. It's not going against what he desires. He's quite neutral in what his hair looks like. And so I make that request and he's happy to go for it. Um, I like a certain type of clothing that he wears. I like his clothing to be clean and uh, and new and sort of sporty. And I like a very color palette on him. Again, it's not harming him in any way to say yes to that. And it works really well. Um, I definitely need to continue to make those requests because it's not something that he keeps up himself, but I'm his partner. And yeah, I think it's really great that we have established that in our relationship. I used to feel like I couldn't do that or that I was a bad wife. John also used to feel quite um, embarrassed or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Defensive or rejected when I would make those requests. And now thankfully we've settled into that it doesn't mean anything about him. <laughs> it just is my preference. Uh, so yeah, making requests, uh, grooming, brushing teeth, maybe, you know, you have like, maybe you're asking him to wear some like cream on, put cream on his face. Maybe he has some skin conditions or grooming his eyebrows or cleaning his glasses or I don't know, any number of things you could be requesting and that's okay. The important thing, again, when you're making these requests about body stuff is that, um, the person whose body it is has the final say. It's their body, so you can make a request, but it's their body. And you never want to make a request that ultimately is going to push them outside of their comfort zone. So for example, if my husband made me wear mini skirts or wanted me to wear mini skirts, that's not going to work well because it's very uncomfortable for me. I don't feel safe and I'm cold. Um, so I'd rather wear a pair of jeans. Thank you very much. So that's where equity comes in. So everyone gets what they need to feel safe and comfortable and everyone is going to need different things. So just because I am making requests of my husband and what he wears and how he grooms, it doesn't mean that it's sort of tit for tat or 50-50. Okay, now, well, if I'm going to make that request, then John should and can and be able to make that request of me. So I hope that's really clear. All right. Those were the last two things I wanted to share with you. I would love to hear from you about your opinion about being attracted to your partner. I would love to hear, um, do you struggle with this? Is this something that you've thought a lot about? Have you felt wrong or like a bad wife because you felt these things? Have you felt broken because you are attracted to your husband and you don't have that desire, which is absolutely normal. Thank you very much, culture and media. Yeah, I just, this would be a really interesting topic to have a bigger conversation about. So if you if you have some thoughts for me, you can email me at Jana at JanaDentonHouse.com. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you. All right, that's it for today. I hope it was helpful and I'll talk to you in the next one. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, I have a favor to ask of you. It's really hard to get the word out about a podcast about sex. What would really, really help is if you would leave a rating and a review. And I know that you get asked this all the time in different podcasts, but please, I beg you, it would really, really help so that more women who need this message will hear it. All you have to do is go into your Apple podcast app. It's the purple icon. And if you go to the podcast page where it shows my face, and has a little button that says latest episodes. If you scroll down past the episodes and you get to a section called ratings and reviews, there's a little purple writing thing that says write a review. If you click on that, it will ask you to give it a five stars. Actually, you can put any stars, but five is what I would love. And put a title and then write your review. Thank you so much for supporting this little venture here and I really am so grateful. If you are curious about wanting it more and how this program could help you want and enjoy sex more with your husband and you feel like it may be a great next step for you, you can go to janadentonhouse.com slash wanting it more to sign up for the wait list, to learn more, to see when we're running our next round. All right, that's it. I'll see you next one.